Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. back you guys and the school year has just started yesterday my kids are back in school and I'm gonna work really hard on bringing you guys more interviews of my clients on a more regular basis this week we get to talk to Maggie she's an EMT and a firefighter and she joined my group coaching program in April and she talks about what she came to me with coaching for and what she really got out of it and how it helped her professionally in her career and really start thinking differently about who she was and the confidence issues that she was having and so what I really hope to provide you guys in some of these conversations and interviews with my client is some piece of the conversation that you can glean and relate to. I hope that you can take something that either she talks about or I talk about or we talk about jointly together that is going to be meaningful for you, that you can get one thing out of it, um, and that you can relate to something that they are talking about or something that they are struggling with. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Maggie. Hey, Maggie, I'm so excited to interview you today and just like have you on the podcast and just talk about coaching and a little bit about yourself. So let's just start there and just tell everyone a little bit about you. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I am a firefighter EMT in a small town. Um, I went to college and got a degree in public relations, married my husband, We've been married for 15 years. I have two kids, 12-year-old boy and an eight-year-old girl. I've done quite a few different jobs. I was a personal trainer, a wedding photographer, um, all through the years, was a stay-at-home mom and just focused on that after my daughter was born and then was ready to get a career and so jumped into um, firefighting and EMT. And tell us how long you have been an EMT and a firefighter. Um, I started firefighting as an on-call in the fall of 2020. And then I started EMT. I've been doing EMT for about a year. Okay. Awesome. It was funny. Like as you were introducing yourself and talking about yourself, I'm like, isn't that all of us who yeah. are responders <laughs> that are just like, we've done several different things and we're like this office life or nine to five is not for us. And so yes. yeah. we go into EMS or we go into healthcare because it's like, we can't work five days a week and we don't want a nine to five job. Yeah, that was a huge factor in deciding that I could not sit at the desk. <laughs> yeah, or that and we just like, you know, don't want to be stuck doing one thing or the same thing every day. Yes, yeah, yep. Okay, well, tell um, everybody, you know, now that you explained a little bit about yourself, but what you kind of came to me for yeah. um, with coaching initially. Okay, so I got on full-time with my department in October and was just feeling... I guess not worthy of given the job. I loved it and was super excited, but was really in my head. Um, and my confidence kind of started to dwindle, even though I was doing the job and I was progressing really well. Um, I just was in my head a lot and started to kind of freak out of maybe I don't deserve to be here. And what if I can't do it? And so yeah, I came to you to help me get out of my head. I just knew I needed an extra help. I've been in counseling before um, for like anxiety and just general things. And I know how much it helps. I say, I've saw like a diagram and it was like how therapy works. And it's like, you have a bundle of like, um, like a bundle of yarn in your head. That's all knotted up and a therapist helps like straighten it all out. And so I knew I could come to you for that. Um, 
and yeah, you were so much more than that. Um, but yeah, I just knew I needed some outside help. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because, you know, a lot of the clients that I work with do both, like they have therapy and coaching and I love that they can integrate both because therapy really focuses on like your past and like why you are the way you are now. Right. And yes. my coaching really focuses on who you are now and really where you want to be. Yes. And that was a big, yeah, that was huge as well as I couldn't see where I wanted to go. Cause I was so stuck in like feeling like, like I couldn't do it now. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I think like imposter syndrome is something huge that we all feel like yeah. it doesn't matter. And what I shared with you guys, like it didn't matter that I flew for seven years. I still felt a ton of imposter syndrome and a lot of doubt. And there were waves of it. Like, right. I'd go in and out of it. So for you, like after having some conversations about that and confidence waxing and waning and imposter syndrome, like kind of what did you learn from our time together and coaching together with that? I learned that I just wasn't, I guess, giving myself permission to step into that role. Like I thought I needed to, yeah, I, it was based on like, I don't have enough experience. Like some factor that I couldn't put my finger on. Well, it's like, I don't have it or I don't have it yet. And then I don't know how to get enough of it. Whatever that thing is, it just felt unattainable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about this a lot, and this is what I hear commonly from all my clients, no matter where they are in their career is like time and experience equals you being able to be confident for something. Yes. And I just like have this philosophy that, that it doesn't require that for us to be able to show up confidently. We don't have to have that time and experience for that to equal that. And we've talked about that a lot too. So like for you, what has helped you kind of step into that role with, with not having the 10 plus years with some people on your team that you've worked with? So there were a couple of different things. I think the first kind of major shift when you were like, they knew who you were when they hired you. They knew I didn't have, you know, I only had a year if that experience of on the job experience, like they didn't just hire me for my skills and they knew what skills I had and didn't have. And so that was a big shift of, oh, they hired me for me and all these other characteristics that I possess. And so it was like giving myself credit for I'm hardworking and, you know, loyal and, you know, all those other different things that didn't require 10 years of experience that I didn't have. And so that was a big shift of realizing, oh, they hired me for me. Yeah. And then um, you asked really good questions. So it was like, okay, well, I don't have enough experience. And you're like, what is enough? When will it be enough? And that was big. And that was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like having to define some of those things that I was putting so much pressure on kind of took away the anxiety of it or the power that it had on me. Um, yeah. And then you also, I loved your questions. You always asked when I was spinning out and feeling not confident and all of that, you always asked, what were you not doing? And then I realized, okay, this is not productive to be, to have my head spinning this way. Um, and so those were some major shifts that helped me get out of my head and realize, like, look at it objectively. Yeah. I love that. That's what you took away from it because you'll be able to apply that now from here on on for the rest of your life. Like ask oh, absolutely. questions. Um, and it's like you, you, you almost become your own coach, you know, like in the self-coaching of these questions, as things are coming up, it's like, okay, what am I not doing? Yes. And that will always revert you to, okay, wait, 
as I zoom out and see the bigger picture, what am I missing? Because I'm so ultra focused in on this thing. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you said, um, like I was so focused in on what was going on now that I didn't realize like all, all the things that I had done leading up to this job really made me successful in it. Yes. Even though being in that position wasn't very long because I always think of that as for myself, especially as I've shifted into many different careers and changed things along the way. And what I've done, like this is my fourth career shift mm-hmm. is I've always reminded myself of that. Like even when I went from ICU nurse to flight nurse was that like, I'm not just a brand new flight nurse. I've been a nurse for six years. And so I'm going to take that cumulative six years and realize like those six years is what's going to make me great at it too. And I don't want to, um, downplay that I'm just starting it. And same with you. It's like that 10 years of life experience that you had, that's why they hired you for the position. And that's why you can be great at it now. Oh, absolutely. And it was, yeah, realizing like, oh yeah, I have all these other skills that I've attained through all these careers that I've had. And yeah, you're not starting from scratch. You're bringing all that with you. Yeah. And what came up for me when we started talking about this is I think what stopped a lot of people. So I have this just belief that a lot of people just don't go for what they want because they're very comfortable in where they are. It's nice. There's no discomfort in it, but they always have this like wondering, like, what if? And so my question for you, and I'm curious if you ever felt like this, like, what was it for you that got you into, Hey, I do want to get my EMT license and I want to go further in this career, even though there was discomfort in that, like, what was that step that helped you get there? That I knew if I didn't go for it, I would regret it. Like, it was very scary to take that step and like, Oh, maybe this isn't for me, but I just had like this pulling on my heart that like, this is for you. Like, this is going to be good for me. And like that, I would just regret it if I didn't. So it was just, I felt like I couldn't walk away from it. Like, yeah, I kind of had a vision of who I could become as, you know, a firefighter and an EMT. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just had this deep sense that I would regret it if I didn't become that person. What's so interesting is I, I think like sometimes we lie to ourselves because we're like, oh, if I just don't go for it, you know, then I can stay comfortable and I don't have to experience the discomfort of growth. But it's like sitting with the discomfort of not going for it is even worse. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> because like as overachievers, like that's going to grow with us. It's going to continue to nudge us like it did you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another question for you is that you got to be a part of a group Mm -hmm. and, um, I know we'd never done one-on-one before, but tell me like for you, what, what were aspects of being a part of group that, that you really liked? That everyone else like had the same thoughts that I did. And one of the girls had said she was like getting praised by her boss and like, oh yeah, we want you to train other people. And she was saying she had the internal thoughts of like, oh, don't they know that like I just messed up or don't they know I'm not perfect? And I was like, that's what I've been thinking. Um, like, but do they know, like they keep telling me I'm doing a good job, but am I, you know, just some of those lingering doubts and that we're all, yeah, struggling with imposter syndrome. And even though we all had, we're in different jobs, um, we still all have those same self-doubts and anxieties and thoughts. 
Yeah. And what I see too, is like, no matter where you are in the journey, people think, okay, once you get there, then you're not going to be struggling with any of those things anymore. Yeah. But it's like, it, it's still the same struggle. It's just maybe with a different thing. And so I think oftentimes in healthcare and as first responders, we just don't talk about our emotions very much. Right. You just see people being so strong, but I, having an understanding, I think a part of this group, and this is what I wanted to raise an awareness in being in this group is that we're all struggling. And if we can just, um, no, what's the word? Um, normalize that yeah. we have to express like some of these thoughts and emotions to be able to move forward and be great at these jobs like that's really what I wanted out of the group and so I really appreciate you mentioning like that's one thing that you really got out of it yeah that was really comforting that realizing oh these 10 years of experience that I want to have is not going to fix everything I'm not going to suddenly be confident then if I'm not now and yeah yeah. And I'm curious too, for you as being a part of the group, because I do hear from um, a lot of people who are unsure about doing like kind of a group coaching atmosphere is that, did you get, what was, what was part of like you getting out of watching someone else be coached? Was that, cause I always hear like this objection. Well, what if I'm not the one getting coached? I going to still get something out of it. Oh, absolutely. I check out my notebook. I had pages of notes when I would either watch the replay or be in it and watching other people get coached. Cause again, you like you asked really good questions and then I could ask myself that and apply it to my situation. Even though I related a lot to them when I didn't, you still yeah, gave those good questions to self-reflect. So I was able to fit it into what I was going through. Yeah. So yeah, I think just getting to see you give people the tools to use can be used by anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Great. My next question for you is we spent almost a total of four months together. Uh huh. And so what were some, if you could like look back where you started and where you kind of finished, what were some big things that you noticed about yourself in, in that time working together? I think the way, like the way I feel at work. So the way I felt then, and that's hard. I just felt heavy. Like that's mm -hmm. the only way to describe it. I felt heavy. Yeah. My brain was that tangle of yarn and yeah, I just knew I needed some outside help. Um, and to now I'm much more relaxed. Yeah. I have these tools now. So I'm feeling confident at working through all, yeah, the imposter syndrome, all that stuff's still there, yeah. but I'm able to work through it faster, easier. And I just feel like lighter at work. Um, yeah, more confident. I have like, I feel more um, purposeful when I'm there because I know yeah. what my values are because we went over that, my why and yeah, just how I'm able to contribute to the department as me instead yeah. of, yeah, worrying about what I'm not. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people come to me because they're like, Hey, I want to work on this one thing, whether it's their career or whatever it is getting to the next thing. But what they get is so much more out of it that it actually seeps into the rest of their life. So I'm curious for you, like, you know, we did a lot of coaching on your current position and where you are now um, and kind of like where you want to be, but I'm curious if you were able to notice any changes in your everyday life because of it as well. Um, I, I want to say yes, but I don't know if I can come up with examples, but I do feel like they overlapped. I've done a lot of work in my personal life. And so you were actually having me pull like from my personal life 
well, how do you deal with that at home? And then, okay, take those skills and use them at work. Because mm-hmm. I had worked on like at home, like not people pleasing or trying not to disappoint my spouse. And I knew how to work through those feelings at home, but I wasn't doing it at work. Yeah. So it was kind of the opposite. <laughs> yeah. We talked a lot about, which I feel like would be great to bring up for you. We talked a, a lot about being a female in a very... um masculine and male driven industry. You know, I experienced that a lot too, as a flight nurse. Um, so I'm just curious, like for you, like, what are your, some of your thoughts about it and what, where have you like kind of seen yourself grow, um, when it comes around that topic? Um, I would say it's grow in like the public's perception because the all the guys who I've been in academy with and at the department have been super supportive and like nothing's been an issue that way. I get treated like an equal always. That's never an issue. Um, so that's, a, that's been really great, but it's usually like comments I get from the public that bother me more. Um, so you had mentioned part of me like going through this as I'm more in my head in a good way and out of other people's heads. Mm-hmm. So I was worried about what the public would think or be irritated by certain comments I would get having to do with like me being a female in this industry. Um, so I was able to better work through those. So, yeah. And I was thinking about that. Um, it usually comes from the public. Yeah. Who caught, um, yeah. Who would make comments or even patients. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's never from the guys I, I work with. Yeah. And I know usually personally, like I got it from, cause I always looked so young too. Like even as a young nurse, I always looked young. And so, um, you know, I, I think like early on in my career that used to really bother me, but I just realized like what an opportunity that we have both as females and, um, you know, me being a young nurse at that time, just to show people like what's possible especially for anybody else who might be having reservations um, about getting into this industry or doing the work that we did or reservations about how young or old they look, whatever it may be on both ends of the spectrum, right? Like that's why I do this because I want to always be an example of what's possible and that we're always going to have limiting factors that we put on ourselves, but we create our own success and like give ourselves our power back to that. So I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts um, or what's maybe some advice that you would give someone who feels very limited either about their gender or about their age and they're trying to break into um, this industry or into being a firefighter? Um, I was sensitive about my age, I guess, going into it. Um, I'm 38. And so it's like, oh, is it too late for a career? Um, I'm not going to have what it takes. Um, but I developed the mindset of it's like, I'm not aging, I'm leveling up. So I decided I wasn't going to use my age as an excuse. Um, I've had been, I've worked out all my life, so I'm in good shape. Like I didn't need to have my age as an excuse. Like, well, I'm too old or I'm aging or whatever. Um, I'm just going to work my butt off and improve. And so, yeah, I would say don't, don't use aging as an excuse because it's never, I don't, it's never too late. Yeah. And we've talked about how our brain does this funny thing of trying to find all the negative evidence to make whatever we're thinking true. 
Yeah. And so it's like, I just always offer people, well, like if you, if like, let's just say your thought is like, I'm too old. And these are the reasons why it's also like, well, why is your age just perfect for you? to? Yeah. Start? Cause I wouldn't have been able to handle this when I was 20. Yeah. But like all the life experience and changes that I've gone through, I'm way more prepared for it now. Um, so yeah, I think I had to wait this long for a reason, you know, the timing wasn't right then, but it is now. And here's the thing, like you and I both know this, like when it's muddy and it's messy and the crap hits the fan, we don't care about the age or the gender of the person next to us. What we right. care about is that we can trust them. They have our back. We have their backs and we're going to get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like just some people get in their head too much about it and they don't like think about like ultimately, like what's our ultimate goal and what do you have to, to give to that position? That's already a part of you. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and you can just do it as you, like I felt like, oh, maybe I need to be different than who I am, but they hired me for me and you can contribute in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Last question for you, Maggie, is there, or maybe not the last question, but um, is there any piece of advice that you got mm-hmm. in your journey so far that's been really pivotal for your success that, that you could share with someone who's wondering like kind of how to get into firefighting or maybe struggling with some same thoughts that you had? Um, when I was debating on whether jumping into this career at all, I'd seen on Instagram, you know, women firefighters. And quite a few times I saw it was like, if you're even thinking about getting into it, they're like, do it, just go for it. Like, you don't want to have those what ifs. So just, I just got started. And I also saw that like someone on it, again, on Instagram had put like, it gets better with every call. And I think I still tell myself that. And it does, it just keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, you, you learn more, you get more experience, you get more used to it, whatever. Um, and then I had, I set some rules for myself. Like I wasn't going to let my age be an excuse. So I stopped myself from saying that. And when I started fire Academy, I was like, you are not allowed to say I can't, or I won't like, we can't do that here. <laughs> and so I always volunteered to be the first person to do something or just jump and do it. Cause that's how I deal with like, if I'm afraid of it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And it takes the power away. So I'd say come up maybe with some rules for yourself. Yeah. Um, once you do get into it of, I know those are the things that help propel me forward and still do. Yeah. I love that. And like, even to add on to that first thought that you had is I'm getting better with each call. Yes. Because like, I think sometimes we have these thoughts of like, oh, well with time I'll get better, but it's like, I am getting better with each call. Yeah. There's something, yes, there's something to be learned out of every call at first, my goals were like, when I was on call, like, Hey, I just want to be able to park in the right place. Cause we would drive to the scenes. I'm like, did I park in the right place? Great. Did I get my equipment on properly? Great. Did I get there and do the things I was supposed to do? Which was like signing at the truck and, you know, so it was just a little by little by little and keeps adding. Uh, yeah. And it's just keep, has just kept adding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Um, my very last question for you is, um, Great. I just forgot. I asked you, what did people, what would advice? Oh, my last question for you is as far as coaching, if, 
if someone is on the fence about, hey, should I do this group coaching? Should I do this one-on-one? What is coaching even about? I mean, most people that I work with have never had a coach before. Mm-hmm. Like if they're on the fence for it of going for it or not. Like what, it, what would be something that you would want to share with them? Um, I mean, it's been huge when like years ago when I was kind of at a time in my life where I was like lost and didn't know what I wanted to do or where I was going. I felt like a pull of like, I need, like I needed a coach is what I felt like. I'm like, I need someone to support me and like a mentor to pull me along. And I found CrossFit. And that was like my first coach who was like, I would pick up a lightweight and they'd look at me and be like, you can do the heavier weight, like someone to push you along. And then, you know, I got into counseling after that. And then I just knew that to get to the next level that I needed that push again, that mentor to help be like, you know, you can do it. You need to do it. You know, that kind of that tough love. Um, so yeah, it's been, the experience has been invaluable. Um, so I'd say if you feel any sense of like, Hey, I'd love someone to come alongside me and kind of, I need that push to get into the next thing. That's what you did. Um, so yeah. And then there were things that I learned that I didn't see coming. And I just knew that's what I, what I needed. Yeah. I love that you explain it that way. I've never heard it that way, but I do think of myself that way. Like I'm, I'm not telling you guys what to do. In fact, I'm giving you advice. I'm just like on the sideline and you guys are scoring the goals, but I'm holding the belief for you that you're going to win the game. Yes, absolutely. Before you even believe it. Yeah. You know, you can do it. Go do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, thanks for being on today, Maggie. I know something that you've said today in this conversation that we've had, someone's going to take something from it and it's going to be really meaningful for them. So I really appreciate you being on today. No problem. Good. I hope so. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye. If anything in this episode sparked your interest about coaching and you are interested in finding out either about one-on-one or my next group coaching that is going to be starting here shortly, book a consult with me and we can talk about how coaching can help you get to your next goals. We will see you guys next week. Bye.